We are once again hosting Harav Benjamin Tavori in what I hope will be his series in the Yard Site of the Week, the Gadol of the Week. And this week's Yard Site is once again from a long time ago, from the Middle Ages. Going back, last week we were in in Ashkenaz, Maran Mi Rutenberg. Today we're moving over a little bit into France, somewhat different community. We call them all Ashkenaz, but it's a uh, French Jewry is a different, a different group. Rabbi Yitzchak Mikobei, the author of the Sefer Mitzvot Katan, Harav Tavori. This week we commemorate the yard site of Rabbi Yitzchak of Korbayel, better known as the author of the Smak. The Smak stands for Sefer Mitzvot Katan. We do not know exactly when he was born, but we do know the exact date of his yard site, Chafchet Iyar. Of course, in our calendar, this is Yom Yerushalayim. Chafchet Iyar, 1280. We know that he was a student of his father-in-law, Rav Yechiel Mi Paris, and apparently he's from the Bet Midrash of Balea Tosafot, and he also continued teaching other Balea Tosafot. As I said before, his main Sefer, he's most known for the Sefer called Sefer Mitzvot Katan, Smak. Now obviously the name Sefer Mitzvot Katan seems to be patterned as an abbreviated version of the Smag, the Sefer Mitzvot Gadol. And in fact, in the introduction to the Smak, Rav Yitzchak explained that he felt that the generation was weak in learning Torah and they were not ready to learn extensive Svarim, hard, heavy Svarim, and therefore he thought he would make some sort of abbreviated version of the Smag, and he really did base himself on the Smag, but do it in such a way that more people could learn the smack and become aware of the mitzvos which he is going to enumerate. Differently than the Rambam and other Rishonim who listed of Tayag mitzvos, the smack tried to list the mitzvos which apply, the mitzvos which are relevant, and he divided it into a new category, into a new system which he made himself. He called it Amudei Hagola the seven pillars of the Galut, and he broke, divided these seven pillars, as it were, for seven days of the week, and the mitzvahs he put into seven categories. And he really hoped that people would divide their week and review every day of the week the mitzvahs of that day, and therefore every week, every Jew would at least go over these mitzvot which relate to certain categories. Now, when he made up the seven days of the week to make the categories for that day, in the introduction, he explains that I'm going to put the mitzvahs in certain order based on the seven days of the week, but I will choose a theme for every day. For example, for the first day, he chose the concept of mitzvot hatluyot balev, mitzvot which are inner 
perform mitzvahs, mitzvahs that a person fulfills in his heart. And he said that's parallel to Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Whereas the second day, he put mitzvahs parallel to Lo Yelecha Elohim Achirim, and that would be mitzvot luyot baguf ubizman, mitzvot that depend upon time and the person. Let's review, let's go back to the first day. The first day, we have the mitzvahs that relate to your heart. And because the smak as, is an abbreviated version of the smag, and it's only the mitzvahs which do apply at all times, the smack in the mitzvahs at Belayv obviously will try to find mitzvahs that can fit into this category and sometimes we might find it very unusual. There are, when the Yom HaRishon, just the first day of the list of the mitzvahs that depend, that are dependent upon the heart, so we have a whole list that he is printed in the introduction, how far we go on the first the first day. So, we have, for example, a mitzvah of Avas Hareya, a mitzvah of loving your friend. Now, I understand that that mitzvah is definitely dependent upon your heart. Although one might discuss the transformation of this mitzvah into actual concrete physical terms, like do unto your friend, do not do unto your friend, things that you would find despicable, etc. But one could explain that inherently, basically, it's a mitzvah hatzluya baleif. A mitzvah that depends upon your heart. And we would have um, another one, for example, of avas haraya. A mitzvah of loving your friend. Of sinas of sinas you're not allowed to hate someone. But we then come across other cases of mitzvahs hatluyas balev, which seem very strange. For example, the mitzvah of tzitzis is included in a mitzvah hatluya balev. Now, we do have to remember that the sefer and mitzvahs hakata on the smack was sort of forced to try to put the basic mitzvahs into seven categories. So sometimes these categories are rather forced. How did he find a way to include tzitzis in mitzvahs hatuluyas baleif? It would seem to be that mitzvahs, the mitzvah of tzitzis, is to wear tzitzis. So he explains there's a mitzvah lehistakel batzitzis. There is a separate mitzvah, as it were, to look at the tzitzis. Now, we know there's a mitzvah arisim also. The Torah says you should see your tzitzis. We learn from here certain halachos. But to say that this would be a separate mitzvah, and to use this mitzvah as the reason to include tzitzis somehow in the in the mitzvahs of the Yom HaRishon, to find it rather strange. He counts, in fact, two mitzvahs. One mitzvah of Uri Semoso, it's a separate mitzvah to look at the tzitzis. And therefore, he also includes mitzvah Lamed Aleph, the mitzvah of wearing tzitzis. The mitzvah of looking at tzitzis is mitzvah Chafches, and mitzvah Lamed Aleph would be the mitzvah of wearing tzitzis. Included in these Isurim, included in the laws of, the negative laws of mitzvahs Hatuliyaz Balev, he, for example, included the mitzvah or the isur 
of chimud, the ether of jealousy, of covet. A person who covets something that belongs to someone else is lotachmod. Now, at first glance, this might be very acceptable. I understand why it's included in the mitzvahs atuas balei because lotachmod means don't covet in your heart. But, as we'll find quite often in the smack, one little line, one short phrase, and the whole sefer is short in order to give people the opportunity to review it often, one phrase can lead to an interesting halachic discussion. I'll just mention the phrase and briefly explain what the discussion would be. The halacha of lotachmod, so he says, the isler is belief. But then he quotes a mechilta, that perhaps the Easter is only when you take it. And that's a big question. What is the Easter of Chimud? Is the Easter of Chimud really only in your heart? Or does it mean when you take something because you coveted it, therefore you're Chayev Lotachmod at the same time as you did the Gzela? The, the Sefer HaChinuch, the Sefer HaMitzvah HaKotan, adds this one line. The Isur is on, is belief, even belief. But then he says, But somehow it's not complete. Somehow it's not complete. Belief is also Asur. There is an Isur. But somehow the taking it is the Makebepatish, is the finishing act of Chimut. And therefore, some people would consider chimur alav sheyesh b'maaseh, but really, inherently, it's a love of the heart. In this particular mitzvah, mitzvah yutes, we find a long agadic passage that the smak brought to explain the severity of the Easter of chimur. Now, in one hand, he said the purpose of the book is to be as brief as possible. Sefer Mitzvot Katan. On the other hand, he did put in an Agadic section here, rather lengthy Agadic section, and apparently this is part of his whole purpose. He is trying to appeal to the masses who are generally taken by halacha, by Agada more than Halacha, but nevertheless he wants to present the Halacha in a short, succinct form, but in order to encourage people to observe these halachas, sometimes he included Agadic material. The Sefer itself has gained great popularity throughout the ages, as can be attested to by the fact that it's been printed and reprinted many times, and many manuscripts were found that had the text of the Sefer HaMitzvahs. We know that the people the general public, as well as Gedolim, considered Rav Yitzchak one of the great tzaddikim of his time, and this might be part of the reason the Sefer was so well accepted. Maram Rutenberg gave an approbation of the Sefer, and he mentioned the piety of Rav Yitzchak Mikrobayel, and he encouraged people to paskin according to Rav Yitzchak Mikrobayel. Now, of course, the very idea of passing according to a, a Sefer that is 
in itself an abbreviation is difficult. Secondly, it's a sefer that is rather unwieldy to use. One of the reasons, perhaps, that the Rambam gained such popularity, besides, of course, the godless of the Rambam, but the order of the Rambam, the simplicity in finding things, whenever I want to look up a halacha, it's very simple to find it. The Sefer HaMitzvah's Katan, this order that he somehow made up and therefore included all kinds of mitzvahs in a, in a category where we would least expect them to find tzitzes under mitzvahs atlurs balev, as we said before, would seem rather, rather unusual. Therefore, the Sefer is somewhat unwieldy and nevertheless, because of the popularity and the tzitkus of the author of the smak, the Sefer has been retained, kept, and preserved throughout the ages. But people were well aware of the issues, and the problems caused by the brevity of the smack. So many people have tried somehow to, as it were, improve the smack. Some people would say in Yiddish, they think they interpreted it, but somehow amended it for the better. I'll mention two of the people who somehow worked with the Sefer. Rabbeinu Peretz was himself one of the Baliatosvos who was a student of the Smak. And he wrote, Nirali shekatsar aviza sefer kitser aviza sefer yotemidai. It seems to me that my father, a tone of respect for Rabbi Yitzchak, he abbreviated it too much. And therefore, I'm going to add, and sometimes I'll explain what he means, and sometimes I'll mention what the tradition we have from my Rebbe's. There is a famous edition called the Smak Mitzirich, the Smak of Zurich. And the reason for that is because there was a certain Rav Moshe of Zurich who added a section or sections to the Smak which were taken from other German and French scholars. And in fact, that was added to the Sefer Mitzvah's Kotan. Therefore, sometimes the text became even more problematic because it was hard to differentiate between what the Smak himself said and sometimes what was added. With all these problems, it's really remarkable and a tribute to the appreciation and godless of Rebitzak Mikobayil that this Sefer, the Smak, retained its popularity and still is known as a classic of Jewish literature. You've been listening, and we thank Rav Tavori for his short discourse on the Smak, the author of the Sefer Mitzvot Katan, Rabbi Yitzchak Mikobay.